Again, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity as we come and worship you and honor you in this place. We believe in your word, we trust in your word that two or three gather together in your name that you are in the midst of us. And Father, we open up our hearts and welcome the Holy Spirit to speak to us through your word, through the sermons. We pray the anointing of the Spirit of God upon each and every one of us. We love you, God. We open our hearts, our minds to receive your word. Speak to us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, we'll talk about miracles. The miracles of God in the midst of our trials and suffering. No one likes trials in life because trials cause pain. And sometimes pain can be unbearable. But yet life without pain can be dangerous. However, we are living in a culture, a society that has remarkable ability to shut down pain in life. I remember when I had this severe back pain many years back. I had never suffered a pain like that before. I shouted when I felt it. I, get, I got angry with the uh, ambulance uh, driver who actually went around. It took actually probably five minutes from my house to the Mount uh, Alvenia, but Somehow at that morning, they took, you know, I mean, I was asking my wife in the ambulance, how come it took so long? And then they moved me, you know, they, I, was, I was just sleeping on, this, uh, on that stretcher, and then suddenly they lift up the back of the uh, 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 stretcher, and then, I mean, I shouted in front of the lift, and the people, my neighbors just came out and see what happened. I mean, it was so painful, and then when I went to this hospital, and these nurses they moved me, lift up the, 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 the uh, clothes and then put me into another bed. I shouted another shout. I mean, it was so painful beyond comprehension. And then uh, after a while, uh, one of the nurses came to me and asked me. Uh, he said, uh, the doctor asked me to ask you how much pain that you are experiencing. He said, from 9 to 10, what is the number? I almost say 10, right? But because I'm a pastor, I said 9. And then he gave me a medicine. I took the medicine. Uh, he, 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 he injected a medicine into my body. And then at just at that moment, all the pain just gone. The human development in medical technology has made a remarkable ability to shut down pain in our bodies. People in North America consume over 30,000 tons of aspirin. This is a painkiller medicine. 30,000 tons a year. North Americans who only represent 5% of the world population consume over 50% of all manufactured drugs, one-third of which are painkiller. However, in the works of in, in his work with people with leprosy, Dr. Paul Brand, who was a world-famous leprosy surgeon, who has spent most of his life caring for the forsaken lepers in India, Paul Brand's, one of his greatest breakthroughs was the discovery that people with leprosy do not have bad flesh that just rots away by itself. 
in fact, their flesh is just as healthy as yours and mine. They are usually not even contagious. However, for people who had this leprosy, because of their lack of ability to feel pain, as the blood flow is cut off from the key parts of their body, their nerve endings die. With the death of their nerve ending comes the death of their ability to sense the dangers to their bodies. Reprous people live virtually pain-free existence. Many of us would do anything to live a pain-free life. Just last night, I visited someone who got so discouraged because of pain. And he told me, I asked God, God, if you want to take me back home, I'm ready. Because the pain that I felt is so unbearable. However, Dr. Paul Brand, discovery and his experience about the lepers demonstrate the importance of pain in our life. The dangers is, life is in dangers when without pain. So sacrifice in life can help create pain experience in life to help us to be sensitized in life. It helps us to know when the world is creeping into our life, when sin is eating away our holiness, and when the desires of our flesh is choking that death of our purpose and the missions of our life. C.S. Lewis wrote, he said, God whispers to us in our pleasure, speak to us in our conscience, but shout to us in our pain. Pain is God's megaphone to arouse a morally deaf world. Oftentimes, the Bible describes to us the experience of trial and suffering of God's people as a preparations that make his people ready for the great miracles to come. And often, when people of God experiencing suffering, trial, and pain in life, they do not see the light at the end of the dark tunnel. For them, there is no way out. There is no answer. There is no victory. Yet, we often face the impossible, but Jesus said, what is impossible for man is possible for God. And I want to share with you briefly three examples in which that God allowed pain and suffering and trial in the lives of the, His people. And in the midst of this trial and suffering and pain, none of them could see the light at the end of the tunnel. None of them could see the hope and the future that God prepared for them. But yet, by the mercy of God, God continued to work in the midst of the tri uh, trial and suffering and pain and make them ready to experience the miracles of God. There are three things that we fear most in life. There are three things in life that cause so much pain in our life. I'm not talking about physical pain. But I'm talking about our soul. I'm talking about spiritual pain. Number one pain that people fear or people afraid of is the pain of waiting. 
Joseph was persecuted by his own brothers. They sold him into slavery and ended up at Potiphar's house. While working diligently, he was falsely accused by the wife and thrown into the prisons. There was no reason whatsoever that Joseph should experience those trials and pain. He was kind. He had his integrity. He was honest. He was diligent. And he was a pure and holy person. And however, Jesus reminded us once again and again, he said that here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. So if you think as a Christian, you should not, or you become shocked or surprised when you are experiencing pain and suffering, you probably have forgotten to read your Bible. Though Joseph was successful in prisons, and the Bible said that the Lord was with him, he showed him his kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So he, the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. It means that Joseph was so trusted by the warden, he was so trusted by the prison's officer, he handed him the key of the prison's. Yet he was successful in the prison. Yet he was, he was trusted in the prison. Nobody liked prisons. Nobody liked trials. Nobody liked suffering. Nobody liked to experience injustice in life. As well, Joseph. Joseph still wanted to be free. Joseph still wanted injustice done away in his life. There was once an opportunity when he helped this in, uh, uh, to interpret the Pharaoh's cupbearer dreams. He said to him, this is what Joseph said to this guy. He said, but when all goes well with you, please remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was the king of Egypt, the uh, most powerful kingdom at that time. He said, please mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of these prisons. And he said, I was forcibly carried off from the land of Hebrew. And even here, I have done nothing to deserve being put in these dungeons. Please remember me. I have suffered injustice. I have suffered so much suffering. I have been treated wrongly. Remember me. When you have been restored to your position, please mention my name. Mention my case to King Pharaoh that I could be set free from these prisons. But unfortunately, when the cupbearer, who was restored to his position, the Bible said that the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph, and he forgot all about him. You might have experienced this. You want to get out of certain circumstances, you want to get out certain situations and you need help. You felt that you have experiencing injustice. 
you have been falsely accused, you have been misunderstood, and then probably you look at someone and then look at him and then her or her and thought that she or him probably can help you and you plead with, please with him and you ask him to help, but the person just somehow forgot about you and don't remember you, don't even want to be a friend with you in the Facebook anymore. He blocked you in the Instagram and ignored your Twitter. It happened to Joseph. Joseph waited for two full years that it seems that even God has forgotten him. Joseph was put into prisons unjustly and there was no report whatsoever what was going on with him in the prison for two years. There was no report of miracles. There was no report of signs and wonders. And there was no earthquake that set him free. Nothing alone forgotten, no hope, no future in the prisons. But once again, the Bible reminds us that there is nothing impossible for God. For man is impossible, but for God, nothing is impossible. And Apostle Paul said this. That God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power of God that works in us. In these circumstances, there is nothing much that Joseph could do. Likewise, in certain circumstances and situations, there was nothing much that we could do except that we do our duties and wait. Except we continue to live faithfully and wait. Except we continue to live with our integrity and wait. Wait for the timing of God and when we are honest, when we are holding to our integrity, when we are diligence when we love God with all our hearts, with all our mind, and the circumstances still turns against us, then just wait. Because God will make everything beautiful in its time. Joseph waited. For two years, after two years, the Bible said, not only Joseph was set free and get out of the prisons, he was Exalted, he was lifted up as the prime minister of Egypt, the superpower kingdom at that time. Not only the privilege and the power, but it's the opportunity to preserve the life of the people of God and the entire nations and even the entire human race at that time. Because this was going to be seven years of famine. They wipe up most of the human's life. But because of Joseph, he was able to preserve the life of his family and the nations around. At times we might wonder while we're waiting. And we thought to ourselves, God, there was an opportunity, but how can you let me miss that opportunity? At times we wonder ourselves whether God still remember us when everybody has forgotten us, and we wait and wait and wait, it doesn't seem to be any miracles, signs, and wonders. And we wonder ourselves, God, we just asked you this small thing. Why you couldn't even do it for us? But actually, God has a greater things prepared for Joseph. 
a greater work, a greater purpose, a greater miracles that are waiting for Joseph. So when you have to wait, when you feel the pain and the suffering of waiting, remember this. God has never forgotten you. God never leave you. He never forsake you. God is preparing you for a greater miracles to come in your life. The second pain and suffering that we often experience is the suffering of rejections, the pain of rejections. One of the greatest fear of men in life is about rejections. We don't like to be rejected, and wherever we are rejected, we feel the pain in our soul. Moses was born into a Hebrew family who was a slave community in Egypt. The Bible said that after many years when Moses has grown up, he went up to visit his people, and he defended the Hebrew, his, his community, and he killed on Egyptians. And then the, the next day, he saw two people who were Hebrews and fighting with one another. He tried to, to make peace with them, but one of them accused him. He said, you know, you, the other day you killed the Egyptian. You thought, you, we don't know. You, you know are you going to do the same thing to me? You're going to kill me too? Moses has a good intention to help his he, fellow Hebrews who experienced injustice, who experienced pain, who experienced suffering. Moses had tried to reconcile the true Hebrew who was fighting, but he was rejected. He had to run away to escape a death threat from, 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 uh, threat from Pharaoh. Moses was rejected by Pharaoh. He was rejected by his own people. He had to forsake all the comfort and glory and power as the prince of Egypt. Just in a very short time, he was reduced from prince of Egypt to nobody living far away land among the shepherds in the wilderness. All because of rejections. People lost their vision because of rejections. People lost their Desire to live because of rejections. People even kill themselves because of rejections. People stop living because of rejections. Jesus himself experienced rejections. The Bible said he was rejected by his own people. He was betrayed by his own disciples. He lost his comfort, even his own life. Moses ran away from Egypt and he was four, when he was 40, he lived for, in, uh, in Median for 40 years in the wilderness. And in the end of the 40 years in Median, God appeared to him and called him to return to Egypt to lead the Hebrew out from Egypt to the promised land. Joseph waited for two years. Moses waited for 40 years in the wilderness. There was no miracles, signs, and wonders recorded throughout the 40 years of his life in the wilderness. But yet he lived on, he got married, had children, and worked to earn a living. All has been forgotten until the day that God visited him in the burning bush. I believe we can learn something from Moses. Something that's so practical that we can apply it in our life, in our daily life. 
in which that when you face rejection, when people rejected you, do not stop living your life. Do not stop to live your life. Do not stop to live your life to the full because you never know when God is going to visit you and give you the opportunity to experience His miracles. All the others might have forgotten Him. But God did not forget Moses. Actually, He was preparing Moses in the wilderness to lead His people for 40 years in the wilderness. There was nobody else better than Moses. To lead the people of God for 40 years in the wilderness from Egypt to the promised land. Because Moses had lived in the wilderness, he had experienced, he worked there, he walked there, he slept there, he did everything there in the wilderness for 40 years. So it took someone so much experience to lead the people of God in the wilderness for 40 years before the people of God can reach the promised land. So when everything has been forgotten, actually God was preparing Moses in the wilderness to lead his people. So do not be afraid of rejections. Do not be discouraged by rejection. Do not stop living because of rejections. Because rejections could be the time that God prepare you for a greater miracles to come. If you have been excited about what you heard last Sunday about all these great things that Pastor Victor experienced when he was young, and when you read the Bible about people rose from the dead or people healed from their sickness, probably you get excited. But if you look at the life of Moses, actually in the entire Bible, there is no one else experienced Great miracle, greater miracle, and more miracles than Moses. If someone was healed from, for example, uh, uncurable sickness, AIDS, HIV, and then God healed him miraculously, and everybody would just clap their hands and say, Man, this is great, this is wonderful. But do you know that when Moses was alive and he was leading the people of God in the wilderness, one time there was this, this plague, this sickness that swept away the entire people. And everybody was dying. And there were so many people dead already. But God told Moses to make a staff and then come and lift up the tail of the staff. And whoever look at their snake or their serpent, they will be healed. And people who got this sickness and look at that serpent that Moses lifted up, and they were instantly healed. There was not only one person got healed. It was not ten. It was not hundred. But it was thousand of them got healed. Can you imagine that? That when you have this service, probably there are ten thousand people, and all ten thousand people got healed. Can you imagine that? The people walk. Not only two or three, but thousands of them. Can you imagine that? The cancer healed. Thousands of them got healed. But it took God to prepare Moses for 40 years. So actually, when people reject you, and you stay pure and righteous in the eyes of God, 
and God can use that time to prepare you for a greater miracles to come in your life. The third example, the third pain or suffering that we f- fear most is the pain being left behind. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him that God has called him to bring victory to God's people who live under the power of the foreign power of the other nations, Gideon did not believe in him. He said to these angels, he said, if the, God, if the Lord is with us, why all this happened to us? Where are all this wonder, his wonders and that our fathers told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of this median. Where are the miracles that we heard? Where are the signs and wonders that we read in the Bibles? Where are they? If there was a great God, if there is a great power of God, why we are living in this suffering? There was Gideon's answer and response when the angels of the Lord came to him and called him. But fortunately, God was able to convince Gideon. At first, everything went smoothly. He went out and called the people of God to join him to fight the enemies. 30,000 men joined him, ready to follow him, ready to fight the enemy. But on the way to fight the enemy, they stopped in a certain place, and God told Gideon, Gideon, make an announcement. Any one of these 30,000 men who is afraid, who is scared, who is worried, let them live. At first, everybody was ready, 30,000 men. They couldn't suffer anymore. They want to fight. They believe in the vision. They believe in the mission. They believe the calling. They believe in God. They believe the words of God. But suddenly, 20,000 left. Can you imagine that we are not talking about 30,000. We are just talking about 300 people in the church, for example. Then suddenly, 200 people left. Can you imagine that if you do a percentage, probably there's a 60%. Can you imagine 63% or 66% probably? Can you imagine that when you have a business and suddenly 60% of your customer just gone? Can you imagine that if you live in your life, that you earn money and suddenly your income, 60% income got cut off? In a modern day, probably you can fight, depend on your technology. But in the older, older day, you know, in that, at that time, when you fight, when you are going into the war, when you go into the battle, it depends on how many people you have. So suddenly, there are hundreds of thousands of the enemy. And these 30,000 people said, the 20 of them, 20,000 of them said, okay, we are afraid. We thought we make a mistake. We thought we left our family in vain. We thought we couldn't win. We thought the, the words of God probably doesn't come to you. We probably, this is a wrong vision. This is a wrong move. 30, 20,000 of them left. They make another journey and God said, let's do another thing. Let's do something. And suddenly another 9,000 700 of them left. Can you imagine that 30,000 now left with 300 people? That is 1%. 1%. 
it will scare you. Why? Can you imagine that you 30,000, you have an income 30,000 a year, now only $300 a year. You would thought, man, how can I feed my family? My kids' handphone bill probably come up to like $200 already. How am I going to afford with my, the, the, the need of my family? How am I going to live on? How am I going to fight on? Uh, probably some of you might have heard this uh, story about a father who placed his little boy on the table and then told him to jump into his arm. Come, jump, boy, jump. When the boy jumped, the father took a step back and allowed his son to fall flat in his face, on his face. The boy screamed and looked at his father for explanation. The father just simply said this to his boy. That was a lesson for you that you cannot trust anyone in this world. Well, if you're a father, please don't do this to your own son. Not only the jumping part was wrong, but the conclusion itself was only half true. Yes, we should be always cautious before trusting someone because they might not be they might not deserve our trust but however at times we couldn't avoid trusted the wrong persons and the times that your need they just left some people couldn't recover to trust others again and not even God but thank God that Gideon he was left behind by 99% of the people that said, I will follow you, I will fight with you, we'll fight along with you. We caught your vision, we caught your mission, we believe in you, we believe the words of God, we believe. But suddenly 99% of them just left. So many people, when people leave, they got scared. They got worried. They couldn't see the light at the end of the dark tunnel. They couldn't trust anyone anymore, not even God. But thankfully, Gideon chose to continue to trust God. And with only 300 people, he defeated the entire army of the enemy. For the 20,000, almost 30,000 people who left him, it was a pity that they couldn't experience the miracles of God. God's promise to each and every one of us, when everybody else, everyone leave, He said, I will not abandon you. I'll be with you. I will not forsake you. When Jesus was talking about His final time on this earth, He said, But a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered and each to his own home, you will leave me all alone. Yet, I am not alone, for my Father is always with me. God said, even when your family leave you, I will never leave you and never forsake you. Even when you all age, I will carry you because I love you. 
When people leave, it could be that they are afraid to join you in your great conquest. When people leave, it could be because their role to shape your life has ended. When people leave, it could be because God wants you to experience His miracles. So do not give up when people leave you. Let us continue to wait for God's timing. Let us continue to live our lives even in the face of rejections. And let us continue to fight on even when everybody else leaves. Because God is always with us. And God can do miracles in the midst of our pain and suffering. Let's stand up together. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for the words of the Lord. I pray that you will continue to speak into each and every one of our hearts. Especially for those who are experiencing pain and suffering and trial in their lives. Like Joseph, they have been treated unjustly. They have been waiting. They have waited. And they're still waiting. And probably they couldn't see the light at the end of this dark journey. They might have asked you for a very simple request. But it seems that you didn't answer their requests. You didn't answer their prayers. Because you have a greater thing prepared for them. So let them continue to live justly, honestly, diligently. While waiting. When you make everything beautiful in its time. Some of them may have experienced rejections. It could crush your spirit and probably you're experiencing it. And for a very long time, you don't seem to be any miracles, signs and wonders. And you wonder yourself whether God still cares. You live on with your life. You move on with your life. You forgot all the visions and dreams that God has put in your heart. But today, God reminds you once again, I have never forgotten you. For every pain and suffering and trial that you are experiencing, I use it to prepare you that you're ready for the miracles and signs and wonders to come in your life. So do not give up just yet. When people leave you, when people that you trust disappoint you, when everything seems to be alone, put your trust in God. For you seems to be impossible. Yes. For man is impossible, but for God, nothing is impossible. All things are possible with God. I pray that God will lift up your faith this afternoon. 
that you continue to walk diligently with your integrity intact and continue to trust and pursue the calling and the purpose of God in your life because in His time, He will make everything beautiful. And signs and wonders and miracles are await for you when you're ready. Father, I pray that you will just seal this message, this truth into our hearts. You bless each and every one of us as we go up from this place that we will not be afraid anymore. We will not be disappointed anymore. We will not be discouraged anymore. Though we have to still have to wait. Though we still been forgotten by others. Though we still people still leave us. But we trust you. We choose to trust you. Our love, loving and good Heavenly Father. Bless you people, Lord. Bless them in their family. Bless them in their work, in their study, in their business, in their relationship. And Father, I pray you open up the gates of heaven. I pray that you continue to sustain them in the power of your love. They continue to walk in your way. In due time, the signs and wonders and miracles will happen in their lives. Bless them, Lord. Bless you, people. Will you please lift up both your hand, receive the blessings of the Lord. May the blessings of our Heavenly Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointing and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you from now on and forevermore. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you.